Hey, this is Josh Herrera, and I'm the pastor of Lighthouse Church North County, and this is our podcast. Wherever you are and however you are listening, I want to say thank you for tuning in to what we are teaching at Lighthouse. Our desire is that these messages would help you to fulfill your God-given potential. If this message impacts you, share it with someone you know. We are on this journey together, becoming more like Jesus, one day and one step at a time. Now here's today's message. We hope it blesses you.
Well, welcome back. It's so good to have you with us today. And how good was that worship? I don't know if you received that at home, but over here at my house, I was just waiting out to the wings and just so, so enjoyed that time of 
song and what we call worship. Hey, listen, I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. I don't know if you are a part of our church or you were forwarded this broadcast from someone else, but just want to let you know that we are, we are celebrating Christmas at home here at Lighthouse. And uh, so what I'm going to do over the next few minutes is I'm just going to read from our Bible a couple of scriptures to you all and just share with you some things that God has put in my heart for you all. And um, it's going to be admittedly a fusion between a Christmas passage and some things that God has been saying to me. So I'm going to take you to the book of Isaiah, the ninth chapter, beginning at the sixth verse. I am going to do this real classic today and read from the old English. And uh, that just kind of rolls off the tongue a little better. But uh, the way that I read it in old English is probably the way you're going to see it in a Hobby Lobby sign. You'll know what I mean when I say it, okay? It says this, for unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given, and upon the government shall be, I'm sorry, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. I want to just say a quick prayer that kind of just helps us to get ready for what I believe God is going to say to us through this message. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to dive into your word. I'm so thankful, Lord God, for the worship that's happened already. And now, God, I just pray that you open up every heart and mind to receive your word, to hear exactly from you, Father, the things that you want for us to hear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So listen, right about this time, every single year, I kind of dig into my prayer and find a word. I, I like to center my years on a word. And um, as I was praying, God gave me this word, increase. And I was telling my cousin today, he was cutting my hair, my, getting this fade ready for tonight. And uh, I started telling him, you know, my word for 2021 is increase. And he said, well, why do you have a word? I said, you know, I try to live my life on purpose because if you're not living your life on purpose, then you're kind of living it by accident. So I told him that, you know, I, I lean in and I try to find a word for the year. And, and my word for this year is increase. Now, the crazy thing is when you select a word for the year, it's kind of like, think about when you really wanted a new car and, and you picked out the car that you wanted. How many remember you would then see that car everywhere, right? You'd be like driving down the highway and there's the car and there's the car and there's a car. And um, that's kind of the way it is when you pick a word for the year. And, and so I centered on this word increase. And then as I was praying and getting ready for this Christmas message, I thought this will be a great passage of scripture because everyone knows this passage of scripture that there is a son that is being born and he's going to be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. And then I read that word again. You see, I didn't plan for that, but I saw it. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. And, and it struck a chord with me because I feel like God was saying, there it is. And, and, you know, as I've been studying this word increase, it's some crazy things that you've got to get out of this passage of scripture. Um, you know, first and foremost, the writer of this passage, um, he's a prophet by the name of Isaiah. And when he wrote his book, um, the book of Isaiah was written really at a very dark time in, in history. Um, if you study the history of Israel, they were not a united nation. As a matter of fact, they at one point in time were divided between the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. There was a civil war between the two and the northern kingdom 
went forward to be known as Israel and Judah was the name of the southern kingdom. So there are some nuances to the history of Israel. And Isaiah is a prophet to Judah. He's a prophet to the southern kingdom. And as he's writing um, this prophecy, it's actually a really dark time for Judah because Judah, part of the reason they separated from the Northern Kingdom was they felt like the Northern Kingdom was diluting what it meant to be a Jew. So so this is pure-blooded, pure-bred Jews. They, they didn't intermarry. They they really felt like they had a serious faith. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like they treated their faith seriously. And yet in all of that, the prophets saw that sin was coming in. The prophets saw that they were beginning to lose their relationship with Yahweh. And um, he's writing in his prophecy, and and his theme is really spiritual renewal. He's saying, Judah, we we started off being all, we started off about it. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to be about it. Judah was going to be about it. And they were slacking off. And so the prophet's writing to them, and he keeps saying, we're falling into the sin. We're falling into the sin. We're falling into the sin. And we need to bring it back. We need to bring it back. We need to renew our spirits. And this is where this passage of scripture is inserted. So it wasn't inserted really at a time when they were celebrating baby Jesus like we do now. We have hindsight. We look back and we're like, oh, this is a prophecy about Jesus. But at that time, they thought that this was a prophecy that was about King Hezekiah. There was a king that would come. And when it says, for unto us a child is born, those in the immediate context thought it's King Hezekiah. There's a king coming and he's going to restore order to Judah. But it all changes when you look at that word increase. It actually flips this entire passage that we know about Christmas on its head. And, and, and so the word increase it, it, it's, it's, it's an English word, but there are 17 Hebrew words for what we say increase. Think about that for a second. The best word that we have in our dictionary, in our vocabulary is increase. But in Hebrew, there are 17 different words. We just call it increase. So you have to really figure out, okay, which of the 17 Hebrew words are we talking about with this word increase? So I, I, I looked into that word and, and that's from the Hebrew word marbech. Marbech, that, that, that's the Hebrew word. And yeah, that H, it's got that scratchy sound to it, Marbech. And um, Marbech is only used twice in all the Bible. And only once is it translated into increase. Therefore, this word increase, you only see it once in all the Bible, in all the Bible. So again, lean in a little deeper to that. So when you look into the spelling of the word, now, how many of you have ever seen Hebrew writing? They call it box script because it looks like a bunch of boxes. It looks like squares, but there's nuances in the stroke of the square. Maybe the top is bolder or maybe the corner's not connected in that box and it totally changes the word. It totally changes the word and where it's placed totally changes the word. So in that script, in that box script, that, that Hebrew script, the word increase, there, there, there was a, there's a, a, a letter in there. I'm going to just say letter for the sake of our vocabulary. And it is the mem. It is the Hebrew mem. Now, now I want you to get this because I really feel like this is what really got me, got me excited about the scripture in a good way. That, that, that Hebrew word mem inserted into the Hebrew word for increase. Well, they placed that mem right in the middle of Marbeh. And it normally doesn't go there. It actually goes towards the end of the word. But that placement in the middle of the word actually changes the way that we should read increase. Now, let's take it a step further. That, that, that word, 
that, that, that letter mem, not only is it inserted into the word increase, marbech, but the box is closed. So it's a closed square. And, and here's what that means. Anytime you would see this mem in the Hebrew language, and when it is typically used to describe God, the, the, the open box means truth that has already been revealed. So you're able to look back and say, this is revealed truth. Now, now I think about Moses. Remember when Moses told God, show me your glory? And God said, I can't show, me your, can't show you my glory because if you look at me, you're gonna die. But Moses pleaded with God. He said, I, I wanna see your glory. So God says, okay, fine. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pass by and you're gonna see my hinder parts. He gave him his history or what I call revealed truth. In that moment, God, uh, Moses saw God and he writes the first five books of the Bible. And, and now that now all of these Jews are, are building their faith on this revealed truth of who God is. Now, it's not an open box. It's a closed box. And the difference is this. A closed box means that it's truth that has not yet been revealed. But the writer calls it unrevealed truth. Think about that statement for a second. Unrevealed truth. You don't even know what it is, but the writer's saying because it's God, it has to be true. You know, someone like someone says, can God lie? Well, no, God can't lie because if he looked at a tree and called it a chair, the minute he says it's a chair, it would become a chair because God is truth and only truth is in him. And so the, the prophet, knowing the very nature of God, says it is unrevealed truth, meaning it hasn't, we haven't seen it yet, but when we see it, it's truth. And that changes all this prophecy. That lets you know, oh no, we're not talking about King Hezekiah. We're talking about a king to come. We're talking about Jesus. That's what makes all of this a messianic prophecy. And the, pro the prophet said, it's not just that God is gonna come, but when he comes, we're gonna now understand everything that we don't understand right now. You see, in their day, they waited for a Messiah to come. They, they believed that this Messiah would come and free them from Rome and would establish them as a nation. And, and the Jews in the time of scripture were just waiting for the Messiah to come, but they didn't know what would happen when he came. And when finally... Jesus comes into this world. I want you to get this. Jesus is not some sort of consolation for Adam's mistake. Jesus is the personification of God's love towards us. That's why the Bible says he's the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. He was always in the mind of God. Jesus isn't, well, Adam messed up, so I got to come up with Jesus and you got to fix everything. No, no, no. You got to understand God coming and dwelling among us was always his highest expression of his love towards us. The way that I am going to show you that I love you is I'm going to leave my throne. I'm going to come to earth. I'm going to come in a form that you never would have thought possible. Born of a virgin, in a manger, in an unlikely scenario, at an ill-timed delivery. Remember, Mary was from Galilee. Jesus was born in Bethlehem. She wasn't home when she had the baby. That was a mistake, if you will, but nothing is a mistake. It was all the revealed truth. It was all God's plan finally being made manifest. And so today as you celebrate, and this is, this, this is premiering the Sunday before Christmas. This is our last time to talk to you before Christmas. You may be watching this on Christmas, but I wanna tell you that Jesus is here. Jesus has come, he's revealed God to us, and you now have an opportunity to receive him. 
In old days, they waited for God to manifest himself so they can finally get a glimpse of who he was. They looked forward. The prophets looked forward to the day when God would finally reveal himself, when Yahweh would reveal himself. Now, now we don't have to look forward to that day. We can just turn the pages of our Bible, a big one like this or a little one, or on your phone, and you can see God and the truth that he has for your life. So whatever it is that you need right now, I want to let you know that this wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, he can be all those things in your life. And all of those things is a person. Listen to me. God is a person. He's not some abstract idea. All roads don't lead to the same thing. Well, pastor, are you saying, oh, hey, will we all get there? All these different religions? No, no, no. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. I am the truth. Talking about what Isaiah said in 9 verse 7. And you can receive him. So wherever you're at, however you're watching this, whether you're a part of our community or you are forward this from someone in our community, I'll say to the person who forwarded it, thank you. <laughs> That's why we did all this. But I want to let you know that you can receive him today and whatever you need for him to be and whatever you need God for your life, he can become those things for you. He's come. God has manifested himself in the flesh. You don't have to worry about some abstract idea of who God is. He is a person. He is Jesus. He's paved the way. He's made a way for you. And he loves you. God's expression of his love towards you was to give you a person that you can see. God is not just some invisible being in the clouds, but he manifested himself here on this earth. And he lived in a way to show you if you live like this, and if you love like this, and if you believe like this, you can experience all that I am and all that I have for you. So right there where you're at, can I lead you in a moment of prayer? Father, I thank you for these moments that we've shared. I'm so thankful, God, that we got to bring people into our home. My hope, Father, is that everything that we've experienced in our home, that they would feel it now in their home. Beginning with the worship, as we've continued on with this message, Father. In all of that, the framing of the Hebrew language and the text and the box script, we went, we dug a little deep, Father, but my prayer is that in all of that, they would get a glimpse of who you are, that they would see you in a new way, Father, that you so loved us that you dwelled among us. Your, your life was not some accident. Your life was not something you had to do to correct a mistake. It was your way of saying that I can leave my throne in heaven and be among you and love you and show you what it is to worship, to worship. So Father, in this moment, I pray that you would touch every heart and touch every home. We pray a blessing over their family. Father, I especially want to pray for every person right now that is dealing with a family member that is sick with COVID. The time of this recording, COVID is running rampant. And Father, I just feel right now to pray for all those families. If you are sick with COVID, we are just lifting you up in prayer right now. We are praying that God would heal your body right now in Jesus' name. If you have a family member that's suffering with COVID-19 right now, in the name of Jesus, we're praying for miraculous healing right now. We are praying that God would touch their body, whether they're home or in a hospital. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we declare healing. Would you receive that right now? If you've got family that's in need, would you just lift your hands where you're at and just receive that healing on their behalf in Jesus' name? God, bring healing over their homes, healing over their lives. We, we declare healing over this virus right now in Jesus' name. And Father, finally, I pray for someone that would make a decision to follow you today, that this would be the beginning of an incredible journey, an incredible moment where they make you Lord and Savior over their life. 
We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. If this message has blessed your life, I want to encourage you to share this message with others or go online to our website and consider making a donation so that we can continue bringing you content just like today's message. God bless you.